Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 53 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I am your host, John Chick, and just wanted to give everybody a little bit of a uh, program announcement right here at the start. What you're about to hear is a special crossover edition that we did with Chris Maselli from Locked On Colorado Avalanche. But this episode was recorded on Sunday night, and that was before the big news broke that the Rangers had recalled Igor Shesterkin to the NHL team and so just wanted to give you a heads up because we actually do end up talking quite a bit about the goalie situation and I do mention Shesterkin but once again this was all recorded before the news that Shesterkin was going to be called up so with that enjoy all right welcome back everyone we got a special Locked On crossover episode for you guys today I am John Chick with Locked On New York Rangers joined here by Chris Maselli of Locked On Avalanche Chris how we doing today buddy I'm doing very well how are you John I'm great. You know, it's been a good weekend overall. Got to watch a little bit of the NFL playoffs. Unfortunately, the Rangers on a three-game losing streak, and it's not going to get any easier with the Avalanche coming to town on Tuesday. I'll take that as a compliment, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys are having a heck of a season over there. And from what I understand, uh, you were at the Prudential Center the other night uh, to see the Avalanche play and ultimately defeat the New Jersey Devils. Uh, what was right. that like for you? Because I've, I've actually never seen a game there. So the, the I actually live in New York, believe it or not. So um, and and all my teams are Colorado teams. So whenever the the Avalanche or the Broncos um, or the Rockies, I'm not too big into basketball, so I don't really. When the Nuggets come around, I don't really care too much. But um, <laughs> specifically, when the Avalanche come to town, uh, between the the Islanders, the Rangers. Uh, the Devils and the Bruins, they're bound to play like a weekend game at one of those locations. This year, it happened to be uh, the Devils. The past couple of years, I actually went to the Ranger games. Um, but this year was the Devils, and I had never been to the Prudential Center. I'd never seen a Devils game before. Um, I live up towards like the Albany area, so we had like the Albany Devils, like their minor league team for a little while. I've right. seen some of those games, but other than that, no real affiliation with the Devils. So I, I, it was my first time there. Um, as far as like the arena goes, beautiful arena. It's, I think it's relatively on the newer end, is it not? I don't. Uh, I think it is. Yeah, at least as far yeah. as you know, stadiums go. I don't think it's like brand new right. the last few years, but as far no. as you know, hockey arenas go. Yeah. I think no, but um, yeah, yeah. I w- wore wore the uh, opponent colors going in, so you never know how that's going to go. <laughs> uh, if you're going to get ripped, nobody bothered. I I did go, so I brought. I went with my wife and two friends of ours who are devil fans so i was kind of like in devil's uh you know fandom so i wasn't you know completely out of touch with like the, the devil side of things but um yeah great arena really really nice uh really good seats we had and game wise um the, the avalanche played the devils earlier this year and the devils gave them a game avalanche came out winning um, and this one started out the same way, but I think the avalanche skill and the will just kind of took over. And before you know it, they were up two to nothing, eventually won five to two. So it was, uh, I have good luck so far of all the avalanche games I've seen. I think I'm like five and one. Oh, very nice. That's yeah. Great. 
So, and are those all on the road as well? Yeah, 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 yep. nice. Uh, yeah, I've gone to Islander games, I've gone to Ranger games. Rangers, I go to the most because I do have a kind of a you know, an affliction to Rangers as my East Coast team, quote unquote, if you want to say so. Gotcha, that's cool, man. Yeah, yep. it's funny, you know, um, you know, obviously, you're very brave going in there wearing the opponent's colors, but at the yeah. same time. You're, pro- you're probably safer than I would be if I went in there wearing Ranger colors, given, you know, the nature of the rivalry between the Rangers and Devils. That can get a little messy, although we do tend to, to travel pretty well when it comes to road games against New Jersey. So you, you will hear some uh, some let's go Ranger chants in there when the Rangers or Devils are playing in the Prudential Center. Oh, yeah, they they don't like you guys. <laughs> and that's probably <laughs> nothing, that's nothing new to you. But nope. uh, yeah, they they every chance they get, they uh, throw a rip at you know the rangers in particular hank uh a restaurant we went to early on had like a a a special it was like a soup special and it's kind of so stupid but they 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 charge you 1994 for it because that was the last time the rangers won a cup and you can't get the soup in a cup you can only get it in a bowl it's just like (laughs) Well, the joke's kind of on them, though, because guess who we beat right. in double overtime of the you know Eastern Conference Finals to get to that exactly. Stanley Cup Final? You know, they're kind of bringing exactly. back their own lousy memories doing that. Exactly. I'm like, it's, this is all just jealousy is what it is more than anything else. And you would think a team that's had as much success as they have, and I believe they've won the Cup three times since then, at least, at least three times, you would think they'd right. be over it by now. You know, it's like, no, but hey, it is, no. it is what it is, you know? Right. But I think the, the season that they're having, you know, is not the greatest season. I think that was a little bit easier for me to walk in there with my team's colors than if they were, you know, first place or something like that and have something to argue about. But right now they, they don't. So, yeah, I think, I think they're pretty resigned <laughs> to their fate at this point. And they, the, it's right. funny you mentioned that too, because, you know, you look at some of the, you know, the cellar dwellers around the league and, you know, you see the Red Wings and you see the Senators, teams that you thought were going to be, you know, frankly, pretty bad this season. But the Devils mm. were supposed to be like pretty good, you know, and, and it's just been a disaster for them. So, uh, yeah, I think they're supposed to be better than they are. We'll yeah, that. That, that's for sure. That's for, that's right. a safe assumption. Uh, right. One thing I wanted to, to ask you about, you know, given that you're obviously a big Avalanche fan and all that, um, they're having a great season, I believe, uh, tied for second place in the Western Conference right now. And. I just wanted to know, like, for you as a fan and, like, the, the franchise itself, I mean, is it almost getting to the point where it feels like it's Stanley Cup or bust this season, or are we not quite at that point? I mean, obviously, um, they have the tools to do it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say this season, Stanley right. Cup or bust, um, because this team is is set up for a long-standing run. Um, yep. So if it doesn't happen this year, it's not like, you know, we're, it's a young team. Um, I would say they're almost overachieving right now. Uh, they're, you know, they're doing very, very well, obviously. But um, at the beginning of the season, you know, if you're a, a betting man, they they were, I think they were in the top ten. Uh, maybe they were hovering on like the top five. So people were expecting them to have a, a very, very good season. Um, I think there were just some of those more um, like fleshed out teams, like St. Louis, obviously coming off the championship teams like Boston and Washington that you knew were going to do well. There yeah. were, you, you expected Colorado to do well, but you still had some questions and just um, the, the youth movement that they have with players like Cal McCarr, who came in the playoffs last year and did very well in like three games. Okay. But they traded away Tyson Berry because they had so much faith in him and he has returned that favor in spades. He's been, He's been absolutely amazing. And then throwing him in there 
with you know the the afterburner of uh nathan mckinnon who is just he is just a joy to watch every yeah. single night he goes out there. It's just you you know he is the best player on the ice, and you don't even have to be a fan of hockey to to realize that. Um, but yeah, I mean it's having the season they had, I think it was like four years ago now, where it was historically one of the worst seasons on record in the NHL, to the very next year going to the playoffs, to the very next year beating Calgary, the number one seed, seed as they were number eight seed, to this year. It's just gone up the ladder of of things that they've achieved. And the next one really is either getting to the Stanley Cup or winning it. And you can never guarantee anything like that. But you would say within the next five years, they they are on course to win at least one and and really have something going that is really, really special. And the scary thing is they don't even have guys that they've drafted that are are just waiting. They don't have space on their roster to get yeah, like these, it's, it's these a good younger guys. Have. Yeah. It is. It is. Yeah. It's amazing what they have accomplished in a short period of time. And it's really, really scary for other teams. Not me. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Of course. And you know, you brought up Nathan McKinnon and obviously we got to talk about him. I mean, he could be quite easily the front runner for MVP of the league this season. And you know, for any Ranger fan that hasn't kept up this year, I mean, the avalanche have played 42 games Nathan McKinnon has 25 goals and 39 assists. It's just video game numbers. I mean, you know, is, is he your MVP? I, I get, I get the feeling. I know what your answer is, but is he the MVP of this league? I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say yes, but I, yeah. I, I, and I don't want people to think that I'm biased on it, but because you have to like look at what he's done. This team has gone through incredible amounts of injuries uh, early in, in the in the early going of the season, and could have easily been in the middle of the pack standing wise. And because of him, they are not. They are they are right there um, at the very top. And just for that reason alone, I mean, if you're if you're going on most valuable player, his value to that team was shown when they had all of these injuries. Yeah, if, if they didn't have these injuries, I think people could make the argument. Well, you know, they have that top line with yeah. with Miko Rantanen and Landeskog, and they got really good in the offseason for secondary scoring, and the defense is all short up. You could make a case against him because they have so much talent, but they were losing guys left and right and bringing guys up from the AHL every single night. And because of him and him alone, uh, they were winning games. So, I mean, like I said, if you if the 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 term of value is unmatched, and yeah. it, he's just he's unbelievable every night, every night. It's it's at the point where, you know, if, if you're an opposing team and you keep that guy off the score sheet, I mean, you deserve a medal. Just stand up and take yeah. a bow at that point. Cause I mean, it really is ridiculous. I mean, some of the point streaks that he's had this season. And uh, if I could just talk a little bit about Artemi Panarin real quick, I do have to yeah. just toss this out there. Like, I don't know if the Rangers are going to be a playoff team. They've struggled recently. I've kind of been hoping that they'd be like, you know, a borderline playoff team getting toward the end of the season. But if they get in, I think Panarin's got to at least be in the conversation. And he's over a point per game himself. His numbers aren't nearly as good as McKinnon, but I do think that, you know, his value to the Rangers this year has just been incredible. It's been so long since this team had, you know, just that one guy that could really kind of carry the offense on his back. So if the Rangers squeak into the playoffs, I, I think Panarin's got to at least be in the conversation. I don't dispute that at all. And, yeah. and it shocked me. Like he he's I mean, obviously, he's a, a well-known player and he's an all star, but he's kind of like snuck in there. And I was talking to a buddy of mine uh, right around New Year's who's a big Ranger fan and uh, we were talking hockey and, and he, I, I think he, what is he like fifth in scoring? Is he fourth in scoring now? 
He's right around there. Yeah, that's not yeah, about right. And yeah. Which like that's sneaky. Like I didn't know he was that high. Obviously, I knew he's he's uh, you know doing very well, but yeah. I didn't realize he was that high up on the list. I think you're right, man. I think if if he can get them into the play, if he doesn't get into the playoffs, I think like all bets are off. I think like people want at least that in their MVP is to get sure. them into the yeah. playoffs. If he does that, where are they right now in the standings exactly? Oh, let's see. They're about they were about seven points off. I've been kind of scared to look because they've lost three straight games. But let's see what we got here. Uh, they so they got they're 19, 18 and four. They got 42 points. The Flyers are the second wild card. They have 49 points. So they are just still the seven points out. The Flyers okay. themselves have lost three in a row. So it's not out of the realm of possibility. But at the same time, you know, I don't expect the Rangers to be trading draft picks and trading prospects to you know, try to go all in this season. You know, it's clearly not the time to do that. They're young. Mm -hmm. They're kind of where the avalanche were a couple seasons ago, I think, as far as, you know, kind of rebuilding and putting the pieces back together. Right. I Yeah, I mean, anything can happen. I mean, you got another half a season to go, and if they go on a run um, and they get in, I think he's he's going to be one of the guys named. And I think he'll get some votes. I think he definitely will get some votes. It's tough to play in New York, man. Like, it's, yeah. it's not an easy and, and have the Ranger fans like it's I'm assuming they have welcomed him with open arms and they're, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, right okay. even even on opening night, you know, of course, you watch all the player introductions and you're always curious to see, you know, who's going to get the biggest reaction. And and I mean, he was right up there because, I mean, and Ranger fans know, you know, this, this guy's been a big time scoring threat, obviously, with Chicago and then also with Columbus. And yeah, I mean, it's just been a really long time. You know, the Rangers didn't score enough goals last year. They've scored much more goals this year. I believe they're mm-hmm. 11th in the league in, in, in goals per game, which is a, a big step up from last season. So, yeah, and, and he's just an exciting player. You know, we could talk about the stats all we want, but you just watch him do what he does on the ice. He, dude, just so good. I mean, I don't even right. know what else to say about it at a certain point, you know? Right, right, right. What's your take on Hank right now? Is he – how many years does he have left in him? I feel so, like the last couple of years – Hasn't his name been thrown around in trades, which seems like almost like sacrilegious? Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I've been, for the most part on this show, I've mostly defended Lundqvist. I mean, when he has a bad game, he has a bad game. You do have to call it out. You got to be fair. But I, you know, I just recognize everything he's done for this team. There were so many years early in his career where the Rangers had nothing. They had nothing. And they would squeak into the playoffs as like a seven or eight seed just because of Lundqvist. And then, you know, he's led them on some deep runs throughout the playoffs. But he does have a new no-move clause. I, I believe the Rangers, it was either last year or the year before, they approached him and kind of asked him, kind of just tested the waters. You know, how would you respond? Would you be okay if, if we shopped him? But he he pretty much wanted to stay with New York. I don't know if his opinion has changed on that or not. Um, mm-hmm. He is he is 37 years old now. And, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, it, and it's fair to say, you know, he's on the back nine of his career. But right. And it's tricky because, you know, they have Alex Georgiev and, you know, he was hot earlier in the season. He's the backup goalie and, you know, he struggled a little bit recently. They've kind of gone with a little bit of a hot hand approach, but then they've, they've also got this goalie in the minors, Igor Shesterkin, who has a goals against average of under 2.0 the last time I checked. He's just been ridiculous. Wow. So yeah, it's, it, the, the problem right now is the goalie that might give the Rangers the best chance to win is stuck in the minors. And that's not going to change unless we can either convince Lundqvist to, you know, waive the no move clause or either that or trade Georgiev, which could also be a possibility, but it, it's tricky right now, man. And, you know, Lundqvist is signed. He's under contract through this year. He's under contract through next year. And, you know, the fan in me, I, I do want to see him play that out and just kind of see this thing through. And I would love to see him, you know, get back to the playoffs at least one more time with the Rangers, yeah. you know, even, even if they don't go deep, let, let's at least get, give him one more shot at it. You know what I mean? Do you think like if, if, 
you know, so he's under contract this year and next year. So do you think if, because it seems like, you know, obviously the Rangers are kind of like on the rise. So, I mean, if they don't make it this year, next year is looking more promising. Uh, And and do you think they ride that out with him? Or do you think he's that guy that kind of like, like Jerome McGinley was when we had him and they kind of traded him away at the trade deadline to a contender just to try to get that cup. Do you think that they would do that? And do you think that would devalue if he does eventually win a cup that he didn't do it with the Rangers? I mean, if we're playing, you know, look into the crystal ball type of thing. It's funny because I actually, I I had my friend uh, Kevin LaBella on here. He works at the NHL network a couple episodes ago and we covered this exact topic. And I think we, I think we were both in agreement overall that if the Rangers wanted to trade Lundqvist and he was willing to, you know, waive that no move clause, then by all means, you know, I just don't want to see him go to like the Flyers or the Islanders or the Penguins, oh. no arrival. You know what I mean? That yeah. that would be a gut punch. Right, but right, right. If, if they were to send him to like a Western Conference team that needed a goalie, either as a starter or a backup or as part of a timeshare, and he was willing to do that and the Rangers were trying to, you know, basically get him a Stanley Cup, even if it was like as a backup, then by all means, I would love to see Henrik Lundqvist lift the cup, man. And at this mm. point, you know, the fact that he's 37 and the Rangers, they're going in the right direction. I like most of the things that they've done. But I, I got to be honest, I can't see it happening in New York. I can't see, you know, a 40-year-old Henrik Lundqvist yeah. holding the cup over his head. You know what I mean? There's, so, just not, there's not enough time, basically. Like, he yeah. needs more time. Yeah, yeah. And and but by that, the time the Rangers are, are ready to do that, it's, it's going to be too late for him. You know? right, so, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I, man, I'm telling you, I, I, would, I would welcome him with open arms in an Avalanche jersey. Uh, really? You know, okay. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Not, yeah. not that our goalies are, are bad. Our, our goalies are doing well. They're not yep. lights out, but they're doing well. Uh, but it's twofold. I would love to have him just because name recognition and he's a phenomenal, you know, he's an all time goalie. And I would love to own a Henrik Lundqvist avalanche jersey for, my own, cool. lock- for my own locker. Yeah. There you go. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah. I, it's funny. I actually I had that written down here. I wanted to ask you about the, the Avs goalies because you got Grubauer and you got Francois. Mm-hmm. Um, Grubauer likely to, you know, set career highs and games started. He was, of course, you know, the backup in Washington for a while. And uh, then you've got Francois. Francois, overall, just looking at the numbers, seems like he's outplayed Grubauer a little bit. But what's your take on all that? I mean, do you prefer one or the other? How, how would you handle it? Going I've said it many times on my show. It, it's I'm fine with whoever Jared Bednar puts in goal. I'm not I'm not like taking to one or the I, I It's almost like playing the hot hand. And yeah. um you know, Francois has been the hot hand lately. So uh, Grubauer has come back from injury. He just came back from injury, and he's yep. he's playing him more. So he's played well. The Devils game, he played well. He's starting to get back into the flow of things. Um, but the the interesting thing is uh, Pavel's uh, Francois is his uh, contract is up. I I'm almost positive at the end of this year. So okay. it'll be really interesting to see what they want to do because I think he might be one of those goalies that um, another team will take a run at just because of what he's done in limited time with the Avalanche. And they might lose him to that or they might lose him to the expansion draft. I don't know. But he's one of those guys that I think he's kind of turning some heads with. He's been getting extended play because of the injuries to Grubauer and he's taking advantage of it. He's doing very, very well. But yeah. Um, He's he's only he's like pushing thirty though he's he's been like uh it's been taking him a while to get to this level so uh, he, I'm almost positive he's like twenty nine years old so I don't know if I think he is yeah. yeah yeah so um 
but for this year, it's they're almost like a one and a one A. It's not like a you know a backup and a and a start. Like who he, he's just plug any one of those guys in, and they're really doing the job. Yeah, they have their their misses every once in a while, but who doesn't? Yeah. And it course, reminded yeah. me. I've even said it on my show is when it reminded me of um, when the Rangers were going through through this with Lungfist. It was a couple years ago, and who was the backup that played? And they were benching. Uh, it was. With, it was, was Ronta. It was Anthony Ronta. Yes, who, um, was, that's yeah. right. And, yeah, and it, they just played him because he had the high hand. Exactly. Yeah, it wasn't really. And Lundqvist wasn't really playing that bad during that stretch. But I think Lundqvist might have had to miss like a game or two with you know a minor injury. And Ronta just you know took the bull by the horns and was just yeah. awesome. And and Lundqvist came back. It's like, well, what are you gonna do? This this guy's been you know a human cheat code while he's been out. So right. it, it was it was a short lived thing. But for about two weeks there, you know, Ronta was the man. Right. And you knew that, you know, Hank was going to come back, but he, I remember hearing interviews with him even saying like, I would, I would sit me too right now. This guy's hot. And that's why, that's why he's the man too. You know, know, he's not going to throw a fit about it. No, Um, no. And and just one more thing I want to ask you about the Avs goalie situation. Um, And obviously there's no way of knowing this. We don't have a crystal ball or anything like that, but when it comes to the playoffs, does does the timeshare still work or do you think they, could or should you know decide one guy or the other what's it going to be then well well last year um they were going back and forth with uh, varlamov and and grubauer and then right around end of february grubauer just started playing lights out and uh varlamov didn't see the the ice after that including the playoffs so i think they will shore it up and i think they'll do I, I, it's grubauer's job you know what i mean and uh-huh. I think if he continues to play how he's playing, if he, you know, if he continues to play well, which he's doing, um, yeah, I think come playoff time, um, it's it's his job. And I don't think they will go too much back and forth between the two, unless, like I said, like Grubauer has that game where he's just gives up, you know, five goals on seven shots or something like that, yeah. and then he's going <laughs> to come out. I don't see yeah, that happening, course, yeah. but um, no, I don't either. He's he's a solid yeah. bully. Yeah. He is. He is. And uh, there's one more other guy in the Avalanche now. This Kale McCarr, I wanted to ask you about, and I believe he was like the fourth overall pick in the draft a couple of years ago. He's a defenseman, and you know, not really a household name. It might be a name that Ranger fans aren't familiar with, but mm-hmm. I mean, he's having a heck of a season for you guys. Just 21 years old. What what can you say about the job that he's done? He's amazing. Um, yeah. They got him, and so the year that they had their historically awful season. Um, obviously, they were had the best odds to get the number one pick. They couldn't do any worse than fourth, and they got fourth. So it was like a punch in the gut. It was like you had the worst season on record in NHL history, and you can't even get the the number one pick. Like, but we got Kale McCarr out of that deal, and that's just fine because he he went to UMass. He played. They thought they were going to play one year in UMass. He played two, um, and he came in last year in in the uh right in the playoffs against calgary i think game he came in in the third game against calgary scored a goal in his very first game oh wow um and they they had high hopes for him anyway and like i said earlier they they because of him and coming him and thinking that he is ready to go they traded uh tyson berry to the maple leafs and um, he, he's just, he's, he's a lot of fun to watch and he's almost like the opposite. He's an offensive defensive player. So he has offense on the mind, but he's a very, he's a very sound de- defensive player. And that's where Tyson Berry was very suspect. He was not like the best. He's a very good offensive defender, but he wasn't really good on defense. Um, and, and, and Cam McCarr 
is both of those. Um, he, when you see Nathan McKinnon play, he's like a, a, he's shot out of a cannon. Um, and he's so fast. And Kale McCarr is, he's not as fast. Almost, I think the only one that's as fast as McKinnon would be McDavid. Um, but, but Kale McCarr is, and I've said it before, he's like that sneaky, fast type of guy. He just glides like effortlessly. And he has a wrist shot that is something like you've never seen before. It's right. A so he, he has a unbelievable career ahead of him. And this is a problem that the avalanche are going to have to deal with. Not right now, but in a few years, they have so much talent and there's only so much money to go around. Uh, it'll be interesting. Like his, you know, his, his uh, entry level or his, you know, his initial contract is up next year, I believe, but he's restricted after that and they'll sign him. But um, there's so many guys that they have, loaded that are, are in need of contracts. And I don't know if you heard even Nathan McKinnon said he would not, he's, he's not going to want to break the bank because he wants uh-huh. this team to win, which is, I heard him say fun. that. Yeah. I do remember hearing that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, you just, more than that, you know, that's your captain right there. That's awesome. exactly, exactly. Yeah. You just see, see those two guys playing uh, McCarr and, and uh, McKinnon and you're just like you're you're just watching them, and you're like they just stand out on against everybody else that's playing on the ice. It's it's an amazing thing to watch, really is. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, it's funny the uh, the Rangers they're going to have some interesting decisions to make as well because you know you mentioned the NHL salary cap, which is much tighter in the NHL than it is in any of the other pro sports. So you really have some tough decisions to make. And uh, yep. you know we got a couple of guys. It's, it's tricky, man, because you know you got Chris Kreider who's been there for about a decade now. He's going to be a yeah. Brandon. I keep hearing his after, name yeah. getting thrown around. Yeah, it's funny. Well, uh, another episode I was randomly, I just mentioned, I threw out like two or three teams that I thought maybe Kreider could be traded to. And I mentioned okay. the Avalanche. I mean, do you see that as a fit? Is he somebody that you would welcome into the fold there? And what would you give us, more importantly? <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. So there's there, that, that's the thing with the Avalanche. They have a lot of uh, talent in, in the minors, which uh, I think the Rangers would be happy with what they would get in return. Draft picks. I think the the Avalanche are okay now giving up draft picks because they've gotten so many draft picks and and building up what they have now. Um, So if the Rangers wanted some of that, they could take some some first round picks maybe or second round picks. I don't know if Kreider is worthy of a first round pick, but um, I think they would take him because I think I think they he's a a winger, is he not? He's not a Uh, yeah left winger. Yeah, yeah. and and I think they I think they need a little bit more scoring, and, and I and I hate being greedy because I think they're the second highest scoring team in the league right now, the avalanche. Um, but I think they know they need to keep up with St. Louis. Um, yeah. And they are right now, but St. Louis, you know, they went on a run. I think they won eight in a row at one point. So they're capable of doing that at any point in the season. Um, I, th- I think I keep hearing his, I keep my eye on Kreider. I yeah. don't know if he's, they, they tried to, they went after Taylor Hall. Um, they, they didn't get him. I think, I think the devils wanted way too much. Um, but I think Kreider might be more in line of what they would be willing to give up. Uh, to yeah, get it won't cost you an arm and a leg. Like it probably would have with Taylor Hall. And, and yeah. my big thing with Kreider, I don't want to make it sound like for any, you know, avalanche listeners who are hearing me for the first time, I don't want to make it sound like I'm trying to push Kreider out the door. Cause I like Kreider. Yeah. He's been there for a long time. He plays hard. Um, but my big thing, and I did a whole episode about this is either, extend him now sit down with him in a room now and see if you can work out to some kind of long-term extension or trade him the one thing i don't want to have happen is he just plays out the season 
and we end up missing the playoffs and then he just leaves in free agency anyway and you don't yeah. get anything for him you know that's right, sure. to me that that's a worst case scenario but yeah i mean either way you know extend him or trade him i, I think you know either either way is a is a reasonable road to go down what about your so the one guy that um the avalanche wanted in this draft this past draft uh you know if they had one or two it was always between hughes and Kapo kaku um i think they were going after uh, one of those two guys obviously but um didn't get him went to the rangers number two which i was happy to see so it seems yeah. like he kind of started off slow but he's kind of picked up a little bit lately or is he yeah the last couple of the last couple of games, you know, he's getting back on the score sheet a little bit. He went through a lengthy uh, goal scoring drought. And, and one thing that happened to him that, that really sucked this year was he was against. Uh, so the Rangers played the Penguins, right? Mm-hmm. And he scored a goal in regulation and then he scored again in overtime to give them the win. And right after that, uh, he either got the flu or got injured. I, I forget which order it happened. I think it was the flu initially. So okay. right when it looked like, you know, he, this dude's about to, you know, maybe take off a little bit. I mean, he looked so good in that game and it looked like he was ready to take off and that kind of derailed him a little bit. And then. You know, he ends up coming back and he was in a slump for a while. But the last few games, he, he's looked a little bit better. He's getting back on the score sheet. And, you know, seven goals and nine assists in 37 games this season. It doesn't mm-hmm. jump off the, the chart, but, you know, he's 18 years old. You got to, you know, you got to be patient, you know. And I, right. I think overall, they're, they still made a very good pick there. And I do fully expect Capo Kaku to be a huge part of this rebuild. I, I like mm-hmm. him overall, for sure. Yeah, I think he's going to be a special player. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. But what about what about the game against these two? What are you what are you thinking? Tuesday night. Oh man, you know, so I've, <laughs> I, I always, you know, anytime we do a crossover episode, that's always how we tend to end the episode is with a yep. prediction. And I always pick the Rangers, you know, I try to be a little bit of a homer, sure. but given that, you know, the Avalanche are a great team and I, act, I actually picked them to beat the Leafs in the Stanley cup in the off season coming into this okay. year. So, so we'll see how that goes. So I think for once, <laughs> I'm going to say the Avalanche get the win. I think it'll be close. I think the Rangers, the Rangers played very well in their last game in Vancouver, and I, th- I think they deserved a better result than what they got. They outplayed mm. them, but they lost, and I just think the Avalanche are a great team. I think it's going to be fairly high-scoring game, and I will say 4-3 to three, Colorado edges the Rangers in the garden. What do, what do you got? What do you think? Uh, that was the exact same score that I had. I, okay, I, yeah, fair enough. Uh, the Avalanche, they, they, they can score, um, mm-hmm. and they can score in bunches. Uh, but they are sometimes get a little lax on on the defensive end. They're very good defensively, but I think they they go for periods where they're doing so well, and then they just kind of like rest on their laurels and say like, "Oh, we got this team." And then they'll give yeah. up one, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, we got to play again." So I do. I hey, think you know. I, I th- think they'll give up a couple, and I I had the same exact score. I think it'll be four to three. It'll be a really really good game. I think. It's like with the Avalanche, they score so many goals. It's like, well, we can give up four goals because we're going to score six. So yeah. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you a know? good problem to have. Yep, exactly. But uh, yeah, all right, cool. So I guess we can end with that. And, uh, you know, thanks for joining me, Chris. This was a lot of fun today. And, you know, we'll have to do this again, you know, sometime maybe later this season. Absolutely. Let's do it again. All right. Sounds good. And uh, thanks, everyone, for joining in. And we will see you next time.